Welcome back to the Measure Twice Planners podcast. During this episode, I share my personal journey from being a professional musician to becoming a financial planner, moving from music to money, including how I found my first planning job, launched my own financial planning firm, and learned a ton along the way with immeasurable support from others. Here we go. Today's episode answers the question, how did I change careers from music to money and launch my own firm in just a few years? So four years ago, at age 29, I didn't know what an IRA was. So this has been quite a journey, moving from being a professional musician to becoming the owner of an RIA. Going back to January of 2018, I was a full-time music director at a church. Securing a stable income source as a musician is important, and it is common, especially in Texas, to have a steady church job. Outside of the 8 to 5 and other music arranging jobs, I also played keyboards for high-end wedding gigs on most weekends. I would drive four hours from Houston to Dallas, Texas, arrive at 2 p.m. to set up, and perform pop music at a wedding reception from 8 p.m. to midnight for 350 bucks. drive all the way back to Houston that night, arrive at 5 a.m. Sunday morning, sleep in my car for about an hour, then lead worship music from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Don't tell my mom. So that's a pretty brutal example of what it could mean to complete a 16-hour workday as a musician with only five hours of actual music performance along the way. Another music career highlight was working that 8-to-5 church job and also directing 31 Broadway tour shows in one month. You can imagine how much time I wasn't able to spend with my family, gone 16 hours per day, including weekends. At that point, I determined a new goal. I wanted to be able to eat dinner with my wife Marissa every day of the week. Period. No more late night gigs and no more hauling keyboards up multiple flights of stairs. When I was working at the church, I noticed they offered Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University FPU program. Although I couldn't attend the evening classes, I decided to bring a copy of the program DVDs home to watch with Marissa. We learned about the baby steps and determined we unknowingly arrived at baby step four, which is invest 15% of your household income for retirement. We had just paid off our student loans and built up a $20,000 emergency fund. During Dave Ramsey's presentation, he mentioned not investing in anything we don't understand. And of course, at that point, I really didn't understand anything about investing. IRA, ETF, a 401k, I definitely knew I couldn't run that far. So if there's one thing you should know about me, it's that when I become interested in a new subject, I go really deep into the research. Since I wanted to learn more about investing before putting any of our money to work, I checked out dozens of books from the library and began listening to personal finance podcasts about three hours per day at two times speed for a few months. These primarily included Radical Personal Finance, The Money Guy Show, and the Choose FI podcast. I became so excited to learn this stuff, I would try to squeeze even 10-minute listening breaks throughout the day. Fast forward a few months, I was on the phone with my mom one day, and she asked me what I'd been up to. When I told her how much I enjoyed learning about personal finance, she said, hey, you should reach out to our friend Joe. I think he works in that industry. So of course I called Joe, and like most advisors, he invited me to lunch. And no, not one of those steak dinners you hear about. So we sat down, we met at his favorite Chinese restaurant. He shared his then 20 years of experience owning an independent RIA. He taught me the differences between compensation models, the various pathways an advisor can choose from the beginning. And most importantly, he suggested that I enroll in a CFP education program if I really wanted to drink out of the fire hose. He said the education would help me understand our own finances, whether I moved forward with a CFP exam or even became an advisor at all. So I enrolled in the Rice University CFP program, and Joe even let me borrow an older fundamentals book to get started. So you can probably guess what happened next. 
Within the first two classes of the CFP program, Fundamentals and Insurance Planning, I had made my decision. I wanted to become a financial planner and help families bring together all of these different topic areas and develop a comprehensive financial plan. I believe that the best way to learn is to teach, and what better way to teach than to educate families about their own financial situations. I knew I needed to meet the CFP experience requirement to actually obtain the designation, and the 4,000-hour, two-year apprenticeship route was definitely the way I wanted to go. So I went back to Joe and asked if he knew where I could start accumulating experience hours. He and his firm graciously offered me an entry-level position as a customer service representative. Pausing here for a moment, I realized how incredibly fortunate I was to have this family connection to a firm owner and start my financial planning career at a fee-only RIA without any expectation to sell products or even find new clients. This part of my journey is actually quite rare, and it would be inappropriate for me to assume it's easy to find these opportunities as a career changer with no financial services experience. When I was a professional musician, one of my mentors told me, nobody is going to call you if they don't have your number. This simply means that if you're seeking opportunities from others who don't yet know that you exist, it is going to be much more difficult to pursue your desired path. If you are a career changer or a new financial planner, I recommend joining the Financial Planning Association, the FPA, and becoming an active member of your local chapter. It is very inexpensive to join as a new advisor, and the FPA continuously creates opportunities to find your own professional mentors. The FPA, CFP, and XY Planning Network each have their own online forums and Facebook groups if you're into social media. I ended my career as a music director at a Wednesday night church rehearsal, and I started my financial planning career the next morning. As a client service rep, I learned how to answer the phone, how to file client documents, and of course, how to use the comb binding machine. But more importantly, I was invited to sit in on every client meeting, and not just as a fly on the wall, but fully engaged in conversations, note-taking, and story-sharing. Being included in these planning meetings helped me realize that the primary value of financial planning is not about choosing investments, creating spreadsheets, or printing financial planning software reports. Those are only the transactional aspects of the planning engagement. The primary value of financial planning is the relationship, which is required to truly align a family's comprehensive financial plan with what actually matters to them. This requires intentional conversations that go beyond the money, I find that the most fulfilling client meetings do not involve dollar amounts and detailed planning software reports, but rather conversations about the life experiences the money just happens to support. One of my favorite memories in planning was a meeting that ended with a client saying, wow, we didn't even talk about money today. That's when I knew financial planning could be different. Less than a year into my new career, I passed the CFP exam, then the Series 65 exam although I guess I took those in the wrong order based on difficulty. In the same month that I became a registered advisor, the firm's financial planning director and investment manager moved to a different firm. Joe and I were the remaining registered advisors, and this was a pivotal moment. Joe trusted my ability to learn and adapt, and my role immediately changed from client service representative to lead financial planner. This was my opportunity to develop a comprehensive financial planning process from the ground up. I actually created a saying for myself for how to do my work. Document everything you do in your job, then ask yourself why you do it that way. If the answer is because it's always been done that way, you now have automatic permission to change it. Like many advisors, we would plug the client information into the e-money planning software, create some what-if cash flow scenarios, put the reports in order, and press print. Although financial planning software can be helpful when conceptualizing cash flows over time, 
it doesn't solve for dozens of other financial planning areas. Instead of relying on the software's limitations, I instead created Word, Excel, and PDF templates for each planning topic. And since I was most passionate about the financial education part of planning, I formatted the plan document ultimately as a vehicle for educational discussions. Each topic area is covered on its own page, with the average financial plan including 30 planning summaries. Moving ahead to September of 2020, I completed the two-year CFP experience requirement, added the letters to my name, and I got new business cards. I continued to improve my financial planning process with each family served as I became even more passionate about financial education. As an active member of personal finance Facebook groups, even before becoming an advisor, I enjoy sharing the educational insights I discovered along the way. Whereas many financial resources and discussions involve one-size-fits-all, dogmatic advice, where people say what they would do without an understanding of unique personal variables, I focused on sharing concepts from multiple perspectives without actually giving advice. As an example, a group member would ask, should I contribute to a Roth or a traditional 401k? Instead of jumping into the comments like most people and say, Roth, tax-free growth, or traditional, reduced taxes, I would describe the personal factors to consider when making such an important financial decision. Since what's right for one person can be completely wrong for another, my role is to provide education, not advice, to help families make their own decisions. The financial advisory industry traditionally focuses on telling families what to do or simply doing it for them, but I decided to double down on financial education. Families are much more likely to implement financial decisions when they understand not only what to do, but how to do it, and most importantly, why it aligns with their personal values and desired outcomes. All right, here's where the fun begins. Within six months of sharing financial education through Facebook conversations and a new blog called Measure Twice Money, I received about five prospective client inquiries per week, primarily through Facebook DMs. Advisors asked me about my social media marketing strategy, but none of this was intended to be a business strategy at all. I never shared education with the objective of finding financial planning clients. I didn't mention I was an advisor unless somebody asked, and my educational blog didn't, and actually still doesn't, link to my firm. Unlike many advisor blog articles that share some education, but ultimately end with, and if you want to learn more, sign up for a free consultation. The content creation approach I use is about giving everything away without expecting anything in return. Giving is a way of life, not a strategy. DIY investors who are traditionally anti-advisor began seeking personalized financial education to go beyond choosing investments. Common questions included, how much should I save each year to retire at this age? What about health coverage before Medicare? How much should I convert to my Roth IRA each year? How much money should I distribute from each account during retirement? You may notice that none of these questions were about finding the best large cap value fund. One day in the office, I received a phone call from a prospective client. He said, I have interviewed over 10 fee-only CFPs, and none of them will provide financial planning without an expectation to manage my money. This immediately planted a seed. What if I could launch a financial planning firm that had no expectation, obligation, or even the option to manage client investments, where every family pays the same price for the same service and process, utilizing transparency as a core value? Why not spend even more of my working hours doing what I actually love, educating DIY investors to make their own well-informed decisions? Within four months, with the help of XY Planning Network and encouragement from my family and other advisors, I launched my solo RIA called Measure Twice Financial and began serving families with advice-only financial planning in June of 2021. I see this as a unique opportunity to show DIY investors the true value of financial planning, 
by limiting one-on-one financial planning to 10 hours per week and spending the remaining 20 plus hours creating educational content to give away for free. Since then, I have been documenting my journey, including a recent podcast episode and Nerd's Eye View blog article with Michael Kitsis, highlighting the sustainability of advice-only financial planning, and more importantly, how to build a practice with generosity as the primary focus. My core values are generosity, transparency, and intentionality, and my core focus is helping families make well-informed financial decisions. Measure Twice Financial accomplishes this vision one-on-one through comprehensive financial planning, Measure Twice Money provides value through one-to-many educational content, and Measure Twice Planners helps other financial advisors serve their communities with greater intentionality. 